0: Bloodthirsty enemies of the state have kidnapped the president's daughter. With more enemies than friends in the White House and abroad, the commander in chief is unsure whom he can trust and if he'll ever bring his baby girl home safely. The book, The President's Daughter by Bill Clinton and James Patterson. And you're listening to Lit Society Live. Let's, let's get, get it. Let's Right. and this is Alexis and you're listening from to The oh say go ahead Sorry. go ahead and tell your business oh Alexis you know, y'all know this is a special alert <laughs> forget the president's daughter Alexis what did you say I'm chiming in from Portugal y'all that's Portugal. right Alexis mm-hmm. has absconded again from the US of A and is living in Portugal right now we are oh all very jealous and I'm surprised okay. you told us your business so thank you <laughs> Um, usually, listeners, as you know, we start with the theme of the week, but we didn't have it in us this week. You know, we bi-coastal, oh, we not bi-coastal, we international. International. And you know, time zones, be what they are. It's like very early in the morning, nearly for Alexis, and in the evening <sighs> for me, so, um... Let's go ahead and dive into Society Says this week. Society Says is the portion of the show where we share your thoughts, listeners, with the rest of the Lit Society. I love this. Alexis, please. Uh, what comment did you see on Instagram, YouTube, wherever that you'd like to share with us this week? Okay, I have a comment. This is um, from it looks like Maisie 727 and it's titled Renewed Excitement. It says, I've been an avid reader since I was a child. I used to walk down the hallways of my high school with my nose in a book. But as an adult, I've had less time to quote unquote read. Mm-hmm. And when I do, it's usually me listening to a random audiobook. You ladies have renewed my love for literature. And I am so grateful. I love your take on the books and you keep me laughing. Keep up the excellent work. Yay. Thank you, Maze <laughs> 727. Yeah. That's that what we aspire to do. Yeah. Encourage reading as much as possible. Uh, Kari. Do you have a comment that was lit that you want to share with us? I do. So this came from, I believe, Instagram and it's from Araya Bell. And they say, I just found you two and I just wanted to thank you for such a great podcast. I was searching for 1984 podcasts and went Ooh. down the list listening to each one. You two by far had the best summaries and ideas, even better summaries and understanding of what was being written than the editors and publishers for Penguin. Come on, Ooh, come Ooh. on. Students. I like that because they did not um, accept me for a position when I had applied within the publishing company. So that's mm-hmm. what they get. That's what face. they get. Uh-huh. Okay, so, thank you so much. <laughs> listeners. if you want to have your comments shared on the show, please message us. You can email us. Some people write us letters. Uh, you can Instagram, DM us, send us a, a message on Instagram. Uh, I, you can go to Facebook. I don't know who's going to check it. I don't even know how to log into Facebook, but <laughs> we'll figure it out for you. Um, yeah, yeah. So you want to take a quick break, Alexis, before we dive into this week's very interesting read. Yep. All right, let's do it. unknown author both of these authors (laughs) unknown underground okay (laughs) who is that who is (laughs) and why did they write the book now the second question I really do want to know Okay, Okay. let's get into it. Let's start with James Patterson. He was born in 1947 in New York State. He has a BA in English from Manhattan College and an MA in English from Vanderbilt University. In 1976, he published his first novel, The Thomas Berryman Number. After he retired from advertising in 1996, he devoted his time to writing. One of his successful ad campaigns um, was the I Don't Want to Grow Up, I'm a Toys R Us Kid ad. Do you oh, remember he's that? He's been good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the novels um, that he writes feature or his most popular novels that were in the 2010s featured the character Alex Cross. And it's his most popular and it's a top selling um US detective series. He yeah, also that's the one has... for Red October, right? Or no, that's Jack no. Ryan. Yeah, that's Alex Cross. <laughs> you, you know Alex Cross. Um uh Tyler Perry actually pay, played Alex Cross, and so has um uh the guy he's always old, everybody says. He was born old, that's Morgan yes. Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> they both played Alex I knew it, Cross cuz he was born yeah. he got the Benjamin Buttons. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, those are his most popular. They were his most popular books in the 2010s. Um, he also has a book collection for children, teens, and young adults. Patterson had many of his books have been turned into films, right? Mhm. Are you going to yeah. go into that? I am not. Oh, can you name any of them though? Um, yeah, (laughs) along came a spider. I think that was the first one. And I think that's the one Morgan Freeman, um, Morgan Freeman did. Let's see. So So, I confused him with another author, but that's okay. Okay. So, but do you know who, who I'm talking about now? Yeah. Yeah. I just looked up a few and, um, I don't know these movies. (laughs) oh at all really Mm -mm. you never saw any of them (laughs) no sundays at tiffany's alex cross like you said maximum ride (laughs) no but he actually is that one though so the most um the ones i know is kiss the girls and along came a spider those are the ones i know all right i'll trust you so apparently this is somebody. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry anyway, to interrupt. At least a couple of his books have, a few of his books have been made into movies, okay? Um, he has written more than 200 novels since 1976. And he has made more than 114 New York Times selling novels. Wow. And he holds the New York Times record for the most number one New York Times bestsellers by a single author. Wow. And I think to date it's 73, um, which is also a Guinness World Record. Wow. You um, know, Patterson, I think I'm confusing him with John Grisham. Oh, yeah, you mind, are. In my mind, and my heart. Yep. I know that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Yep, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. We'll read his books too one day, but that's another show. One day, one day, Patterson has worked with several co-authors and in May of 2017, it was announced that Patterson would also co-author a crime fiction book with, guess that, guess who? None other than the former President Clinton. Um, the book, The President Is Missing, will provide a level of detail that only a former U.S. president can offer. Patterson has... Often said that collaborating with authors brings new and interesting ideas to his stories of his process. He has said that he is simply more proficient at dreaming up plots than crafting sentence after sentence. Pay attention to that. He's a big, big picture guy, not a details guy, perhaps. I can understand. Yeah. That. Patterson has donated millions. He founded an organization uh, <clears throat> that supports. um and encourages literacy. um, And he supports other initiatives that do the same thing, encourage reading and enhance literacy. He has received an Edgar Award, um, nine Emmy Awards, Emmy Mm -hmm. Awards, the the Literarian Award from the National Book Foundation and the National Humanities Medal. Listen, Peterson has had Why I keep calling Patterson. Patterson has had his um, share of drama. Let me name a little bit of it. Okay, Yes. (laughs) Interesting. Let me get my um, glass. He and Stephen King have been in a bit of a drama. Stephen King takes shots and Patterson says he heaps praise on King. So they got a little thing going on Mm -hmm. that um, Patterson seems to ignore by heaping praise instead of digging into the low blows that. Stephen King throws. and <laughs> <When> Stephen <laughs> goes low, Patterson goes to Bill Clinton. OK. <laughs> in June 2022, he said in an interview that older white males find it difficult to find work in film, theater, television and publishing. And that the problem is just another form of racism. There you go. Girl, but why of you of got to course... read this book? That's fine. He was proved wrong and later apologized. He doesn't believe there is that kind of racism. No, what he doesn't believe is that his views should hamper his book sales. Mm. Patterson has been criticized, but he's making his money off of an African American character, all the dollars and the cents. Oh, Alex Cross? Yes. Have you ever read an, a book featuring Alex Cross? I've tried, because I wonder in that book, every time Alex Cross enters his room, do they go, Alex Cross, a black man enters the room? (laughs) No, actually, no, they don't. Mm -mm. You sure? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, um, the third one is that he's been criticized for co-authoring many of his books and for being more of a brand than focusing on um, that focuses on making money than an artist who focuses on his craft. Well, listen, I that's the that American way. And mm-hmm. when it comes to a celebrity writing with a, a published author, no one is doubting that the author is doing a lot of the heavy lifting in that scenario. Sorry, my cat's sneezing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I definitely consider it collaborative. Um, yeah. What about you? And what do it, you think? Well, then I, the comment that he makes that he's not into sentence for sentence writing. So, yeah, but big I, plot ideas, um, details. He about can give how the, the pres- idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The idea I don't disbelieve is his. And then people just help contribute to that. And right. he flushes it out because it's his idea and he knows how he wants to see it. Anyway, Patterson has a wife and son and they live in Florida. Um His books have sold more than 425 million copies, and he was the first person to sell 1 million ebooks. Wow. Let's talk about President Clinton, former President former U.S. President Bill Clinton. Clinton was born in 1946 in Hope, Arkansas. He graduated from Georgetown University and Yale University and Yale Law School. He won the Rhodes Scholarship, which is a postgraduate award to uh, study at Oxford in the UK, and he attended Oxford, but did not did not receive a degree from there. He is the 42nd U.S. president from 1993 to 2001. He received an honorary degree from Oxford when he was president, I believe. Um, He also was Times Man of the Year twice, and he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2013 little drama in his life. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He had adulterous (laughs) relationships. Not Billy. No. (laughs) Why am I only hearing about this now? Mm -hmm. Did you? Did you just hear about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's had adulterous relationships and he was impeached for perjury. He was also investigated um, for. Impeach means, I'm sorry, just want to interject here because there's been a lot of talk about what impeach means and what happens when you are impeached. Impeach just means you can keep your job, but ain't nobody going (laughs) to like it. I've been impeached before. And then everyone gets over it and they're like, "Okay, you okay?" Then I get impeached again. Is that what is that? What is going on in the state? Mm-hmm. Impeach schnapps. Okay. Anyway, um, he was also investigated for white water something, which is... Yada, 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 prison yeah. time not applied. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Clinton was... They say he pressured someone to give an illegal loan, mm-hmm. but he didn't get in trouble because they didn't have enough proof. No, no. But the people that I think that he who actually gave the loan? They're they going to get in, in trouble. trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> it Your ain't man. never the outfit. It's always the accessories. That's <laughs> <laughs> the accessories, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also, he they don't like that he made efforts to avoid the draft to the Vietnam War. They're like, he just really took some steps to avoid that. And we don't like it. Um. Then the aspect FBI investigated him for improper access to security clearance documents. Mm-hmm. And then that's finally, everybody, once you leave office, <laughs> office you get a <laughs> care package with like. top secret documents. Like these is just for you and all your friends that come over. It's just a cool party game. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it seems like, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Everybody I, know. Get them.
1: I think I, I got know some top he secret that.
0: documents somewhere. You probably do. From the Obama house. Burn them. Mm -hmm. And finally, um, he had a friendship with um, Jeffrey Epstein. He was on his plane. And that's a big deal. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's a big deal. I remember when that was all over the news as well. Yeah. I I mean, the amount of people that was kicking it with Jeff. Yeah. A lot of people. Nasty. And then finally, Clinton is married to Hillary Rodham. Um, and I think she was a former secretary of state and they have a daughter And the daughter has uh, three, and they have three grandchildren. So that is, oh, wait, I do have notes on the inspiration. Okay. Oh, yeah. The president's daughter was published in June of 2021. Clinton said that some of the events are based on um, things he faced as president. Additionally, during his presidency, he accidentally hit the Chinese embassy because of erroneous maps. So it's true that the U.S. destroyed a building that killed uh, civilian Chinese nationals. And also, um, adult children of the president do not receive security after the president leaves the White House. So those things are Can I just bring this down to another level? Let's say your father used to be in a gang. And uh, while in that gang, he was responsible for... um, Ordering crimes that resulted in the loss of life. You move away. Time passes. He writes a book where he details a fictional character ordering crimes and you die in it. I mean, maybe or your life is threatened. Mm-hmm. How would you feel <laughs> like how I get in it? Now, why am I in it? Daddy? Why am I in it? What is called the president's daughter? Are you giving people ideas? I don't like that. One thing I'll say is that uh, the president is missing, not very loved by a lot of people, and perhaps that's because of uh, political alignment. Some people went into reading the book or pretended to read the book with the purpose of giving it a bad review. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, but and people the first don't like book, that book. <laughs> the first book. Yeah, the president oh, okay. is missing. They was mm-hmm. like, this book needs to be missing. However, the president's <laughs> oh, yeah, daughter, remember that. people are liking a little more. OK, so I thought that was That's interesting. Funny. I thought the comment um, where they say he is really full of himself. <laughs> that they said about the president is missing. I thought that was oh, funny. Oh, sure. Yeah, because <laughs> why, why are we doing If he missing, he missing. That's why you have a vice president. <laughs> You, not that we want you, anyone to be missing. I'm saying a lot of <laughs> things. I'm just saying what happens in that book would not be happening. I don't <laughs> think. Um. So thank you for that, Alexis. Thank okay, you for that insight. Okay. I was, I mean, I have a lot of feelings about the existence of this book and for a former president to use his knowledge and experience and yes, actions that contributed to a loss of life to create something so what is the word? Um, unnecessary, um, mm, tangential to his life. Like, uh, you know, yeah, this, is, yeah. this is a fictional book. This is a fictional written book. Written to make money. Mm-hmm. And there we are. All right. Well, thank you. May I ask, um, can you give us a brief synopsis of the book without spoilers? Sure, sure. As you know, I like to keep it brief. A uh, failed attack on a terrorist leads to events that has the president fighting for his family. Mm-hmm. Kari, Very interesting. Who do you think would enjoy this book? I think anyone who's interested in political drama, you know, I never watched it, but if you were into the West Wing, maybe this is for you. That type of idea where Mm -hmm. you are, you have to be getting a behind the scenes look, like a look behind the curtain, Mm -hmm. um, because this is a former president who is detailing some things. And although top secret um, phrases or, um, you know, uh, call outs are probably changed with each president. Uh, This is pretty interesting if you want to just kind of get a peek as to how it how it is on the other side over there. Um, And Alexis, may I ask what made you choose this book? Okay, so I was visiting a friend and she was she had this book on her um, coffee table like she was like just finished reading it. And so I was thinking I was trying to read a James Patterson book. So why not read this one? Um, so I thought I'd give it a try. Okay. Well, thank you. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive deep into the plot. Uh, This is going to be a part one and part two. So this is part one of the book and it will cover, uh, ironically, part one and part two of the book. So the book is divided (laughs) into what? Five parts? Yeah. Something Something like like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about part one and part two in this part one of our show of, um, (laughs) of our coverage of this book. So Alexis, please. The floor is yours. Uh, tell okay, us about okay. the president's daughter by James Patterson and Bill Clinton. Okay, so I got a full, pretty good handle, I think, on uh, part one and mo- and a good portion of part two, but I'm going to need your help towards the no end problem. in filling out the story. Um, the story begins at 2 a.m. off the coast of Libya with Navy Chief Nick Zappos of the SEAL Team Six. Um, he's in a special operations Black Hawk helicopter code name Spear One. His mission is to kill Asim al seed. It's been a long range goal of American agencies. And after four years, they hope they'll hit the target tonight. Asim, Asim is um, different uh, from other terrorists. And as he is president on video, doing things, but just before the violent act, so act, someone else steps in and assists him and he disappears. Um, his actions are heinous. Chief Zappos has been on two other missions to take a seed out, but those missions have failed. They hope this mission, again, will be successful. As they head to their mission site, Chief Zappos is told that He has a call and it is the president. The president is expressing confidence in him that the mission will be successful, especially for the sake of boy Tanner. Um, Chief Zappos is part in all and he's part touched that the president will call him at this time. But he's also a little peed off Mm. that he will call him during a mission but Zappo says that politics can screw with a man's head. So he gives the president a break, knowing that he's been a Navy SEAL before, and he knew about Boy Tanner. Now, Boy Tanner, only a few people know how he died. His wife and children even believe he died in a training accident. In actuality, he was captured, wounded, um, and Aren't barely ta- alive after a, a brutal fight in afghanistan and assim out al- ashid and his fighters stripped him hung him and try um strip him hang him and execute him after an hour in front of on video all right so it's 2:15 a.m. at the embassy of the people's republic of china jiang Lijian is listed on embassy guest list as a vice president for the China State Construction Engineering Company. Jingyang has a, ex, uh, was an exchange student in UCLA and Columbia in New York. And the book <laughs> describes his disgust for the people that are present at the event at the embassy that night. Um, never thinking he'd ever have to be in their presence Uh, Mm -hmm. In the presence of such, he says, ignorant and uncouth people. That is the Libyan um, leadership. What does he call them? Pigs or something? Yeah. Something Something. derogatory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then Gian gets summoned. Um, Somebody calls him out and like, hey, you know, somebody wants you. So -hmm. it makes it look like he's very important. Which he does not um, like. So he he had- likes to be under the radar. Yeah. So he heads to the basement where he arrives in a small room jammed with filing cabinets, um, um, counters, computer monitors, television screens showing the BBC, the C- CNN, and C- China Central News Channel, as well as a screen showing like. I would say maps of North Africa, uh, Mm -hmm. not necessarily map, but maybe a view, aerial view, North Africa, the Mediterranean and the Gulf of Sidra. Other members of the Ministry of State uh, Security are present. Jiang is told that the Americans are up to something when he gets down there. That's what they tell him. Mm hmm. They can see that the Americans have, a launch, have launched two Black Hawk helicopters and have violated Libyan's airspace, and they're heading toward Nafusa Mountains. They can tell that something important is going down because they appear to be flying straight and level with no evasive maneuvers, and there's barely enough fuel to get back to their meat spot or there's a um, probably a ship in the middle of the ocean called the wasp. That's what I think that is. Is that right? No, it is what do you think? for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So The wasp or the, the bumblebee? Or, it's called the it's wasp. Because somebody's irritated. Well, the, the gentleman we're ta- yeah. describing is mad about that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's very like, mad Susan about Americans. it. Why would you name mm-hmm. a yeah. sea vessel after an insect? Yeah. Ji Young um, is the senior officer of the Chinese Ministry of State Security for all of North Africa. His father was killed by the Americans along with two others while in the basement of the Chinese embassy, supposedly by mistake. Everyone knew, however, that it was an attempt by the Americans to punish the Chinese for standing with Serbia. So if we pause here for a second, what a wild a uh, plot to write into your book as a former president who was responsible for an explosion at the Chinese embassy—that is, that is all. Yeah, what yeah. What do you think? <laughs> uh, once I found out, I was like, "Why would you write about that?" Trivial—that's the word I was looking for before. This is a mm. t- trivial pursuit, and mm. you are using real life catastrophic, real life catastrophic events. Uh, People that you were, were affected, for, lives that were you lost, all that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. When he grew older, okay, when Gian grew older, he learned that the bomber who killed his father was part of the famed American Air Force bomb group that dropped the atomic bomb in 1945. Jiang has vowed that his child will grow up in a peaceful and strong world with China's strength recognized. Whatever it takes, Jiang knows the area where the Americans are headed. So he picks up the phone, his undetectable satellite phone. This is his secret phone. It's a secret phone. Well, and he makes wait, a call. Wait, because the, the gentleman that's showing him the maps and the movement of the Americans, did you mention this? He says, don't you have an interest in this area? Yep. He said that. And so mm-hmm. um, the man keeps his face neutral and mm-hmm. is like, alert me if anything changes. And then yep. he runs into an, another room. Now everyone think, thinks he's going to rejoin the party. But no, as Alexis said, he's got a secret phone that will help him protect the that interest we are to believe in some way by making a phone call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we still don't know. Now, I haven't read ahead. I still don't oh, know good. what that interest is. Okay. Okay. Do you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you've read part one <laughs> and part two, right? Kind of, yeah. But that's not <laughs> what this is about. This is about part one. Oh. No, but I mean, in reading part one and part two, do we find what the interest is? I mean, they don't out and out say it, but I think it's clear. Okay. That it's like a secret family or something. Oh, let's get to it. Hold on. We'll get (laughs) to it. We'll get to it. (laughs) We'll get to it. Don't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. In any way, secret phone. Okay. He goes to call somebody and um, his intention, kill America. He finally decides that is what he is destined to do. Since that May 1999, when he found out his father, uh, when his father But that is a secret, that is a secret uh, mission within himself that he has given himself. No one else knows about that. No one else knows. As far as they know, he is serving the Republic. Yes. Yes. But he's got a secret mission that trumps everything. Mm -hmm. Even the orders of his, his state. Yep. His country. Okay. So back to the helicopter, they arrive at their location. It's Assim's home and al is at home right this moment based on all streams of intelligence. So out of the helicopter, they arrive at the house and the house is actually empty, empty. Asim is not there. So now let's go to the White House. At the White House in the Situation Room, we find President Keating, along with his security team, who is really his predecessor's team, because um, Keating got into office because his, his president uh, died like a year and a half in and he or maybe a year in and he he moved up to president. Um, The predecessor died of an aortic aneurysm that ruptured ruptured while he was on a fishing trip. Mm -hmm. And Vice President Pamela Barnes, that's who she is. That's his vice president. Um, And then also there are military representatives from the Navy and the Army. Side note, the VP uh, is big mad that she's a VP. She, well... Yeah, she's VP she and not she the president. She serves deserves the top position. And she has a husband who is very ambitious and mm-hmm. uses her uh, kind of like his puppet to rise up. Um, we are to believe, especially in the beginning, that there is love between them. Like mm-hmm. he rubs her feet and, yep. you know, he, he but he's always he's her chief advisor, the vice yeah, president. That's what it's called. And okay. his advice is always leading her to take the president's position. So they're looking for holes yeah. in the administration yeah. that they can exploit. Yep, um, Keating was selected over her in a political move when um, he became president. So when um, uh, Keating says that if Barnes was happy or grateful, she has never shown it. She always looking at him in disgust. Really? Yeah. So he handpicked her. Like, look, I have a woman president, uh, vice president. This is a new administration. We progressive, mm-hmm. right? Smart, right. And we get things done. And she like, mm-hmm. yes, I am the vice president. <laughs> yeah, she like, <laughs> okay. So, sure. yeah. anyway, um so, they real okay, the situation, oh, okay, back up. So, it's announced that the raid is a bust in the situation room. They hear the raid is a bust. she was not present. So now the president, the vice president, everybody in the White House who's important, knows that this mission was a bust. However, the situation evolves and the SEALs see some movement within the location that they are. And they are being um, suddenly they're being engaged by it seems uh, people in a seems compound. And then an explosion goes off and more shots are fired. The operation has failed and from the situation room, they can see that the explosion was internal and it wasn't caused by the forces on the ground nor by anything in the air. The results, two dead, three wounded. They realize that Assim knew they were coming. Mm. How did they know? The results from the compound so um, just so y'all know, we do know how he knew and it was because of that phone call that um the Chinese uh what is yeah. he? nobleman made secretly. Oh, senior um he has a senior p- position in the yeah, state of security. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Alexis. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so say there there you have it. The results from the compound there are seven dead and that doesn't include a seam Alashid. However, there are there's a woman and three young girls that from sealed documentation say that this is the wife and three daughters of a scene. They were killed when the bomb exploded. Listen, Keating makes a plan to make a public announcement to the television networks. You know, all the major networks are getting ready here about what happened, this mission, um, the advisors tell him, look, don't say anything like failed out there because Americans don't like that word and don't then, apologize and don't apologize. And the National Security advisor suggests that he wait until all the facts are in. And the what do you think like, about this advice? About waiting till the facts are in? Yeah. That's important. That's kind of important, Mr. I President. Hey, like, Mr. President, sit down. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's listen for a second. Yep. Wait till all the facts are in. You should always wait until you have all the information before Mm-mm. acting. Anyway. You got to tell the American public about this mission that failed, mm-hmm. that they didn't even know was happening. And then right. you got to take responsibility because you're a good person. Right, right, you gotta right. You got to come to mama with the dish that you broke that had lives in it mm-hmm. and let her know. She didn't even know you had that dish. <laughs> Let's be reasonable. That's nope. right. That's right. So he like having his advisors are giving him all kind of advice. Don't do it. Nobody's gonna like it. Not even the people in the field are gonna like you apologizing. So don't do that. Especially. It's almost a betrayal of these seals that risk their yeah. lives. You're gonna tell everyone they failed and that blah blah blah. Like what are you doing? Yeah. and why? It's, it's not the thing to do. Um, and he's. Like gets a bit cocky, and he's like, um, "I'm a former CEO. Don't I know more than your MIT degree?" That is what I he says. I think I do. I think I do. So that's what he says. But when he says it, he immediately regrets having said it. Nonetheless, he said it. People continue to try to encourage him, but um, not to apologize. He doesn't listen. But one person don't even speak up. They just staring at him like he's stupid. Who is that? <laughs> That's the vice president. (laughs) (laughs) So by the time he goes on to the networks to make the announcement, the VP is in her bed with her um, bottle of whiskey, her her cup. (laughs) Her glass of whiskey. (laughs) Oh, your tumbler of whiskey with her husband rubbing her feet. Oh, they just hold on one second because she she has seen what alcoholism has done to men who had promising futures. So Mm. she only allows herself one glass of whiskey every single night. (laughs) I I just thought that that? was funny. (laughs) Why though? Why is that funny? I'm not accusing nobody of nothing, but if you drink a hard liquor every day, I don't know. <laughs> if that's part of your nightly routine. Uh-oh, am I being judgy? Sorry. Okay. Okay. I mean I don't it's know how wine you live glass. in Portugal. But over here we call that an addiction. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that's really no, actual. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm s so- I am sorry i am i do not know anything. <laughs> Yeah, this weird. Man, look, Alexis, she is over there drinking cava. Oh, that's fame. She is over there drinking port every night and she do not want to hear nothing about it. Okay, I got the message. Please continue. Okay, thank you. All right. So every single night she's sucking on a whiskey bottle <laughs> talking about, I'm better. Than all them alcoholics I do. Mm-hmm. Better than. So <laughs> her husband is there and they're watching the president talk about his faults. Well, they're talking about his faults and they're also listening to his TV announcement and he's offering aid to the family of those accidentally killed tonight. And they're like, that is the craziest thing. You might as well just hand him that money because well, what are you doing? You know who they he are. offering money to the victims, but those victims are. Or the families of those victims are the families of the terrorists that you were trying to catch. Yeah. yeah. So now yeah, you're absolutely. telling everybody that you're giving terrorists money. It's not a good look. It's not a good <laughs> look, okay? It's not a good look. So, VP, um, President Barnes and her husband, oh, excuse me, VP Pamela Barnes and her husband, yeah. Richard, um, as Kari said, is her um, firsthand advisor. What did you call him? Yeah, yeah. His her His chief advisor. Chief her, advisor. She, yeah. She follow She has a mind of her own, but she follows the advice of her husband. Who had mm-hmm. and it has worked out for her so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. Yep. Like he doesn't have the smooth edges that she has. Uh, so he he kind of uses her to be in the place that he wants to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whisper in her ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, Richard is like. I see this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for you to get support and submit your bid for presidency when he tries for re-election. Meanwhile, Ji Young is watching as the president apologizes. uh, He is disgusted, Okay, that a leader would do such a thing. Um, he sees Keating as humble yet arrogant, and they see an apology as leading to Keating's defeat in two years. Okay, so now it's 8 a.m. And we're in the Nafusa, Nafusa Mountain in Libya, okay? Asim Malashid is sitting in a remote cave. He has his um, backpack, rucksack, I think that's what that is. Uh, He has a loaded AK-47 rifle and a pistol. I don't remember the description for that, but he has it with him. And a few meters behind him is the man who brought him the news of his family's death. That man is dead. He killed him because he could not answer all his questions. And as he sits, he sees a male and female walking toward the cave entrance And both of them have blonde hair. And as they get closer, we find out it's his cousin Farage and the woman he used to serve as a distraction um, from himself. So no one would quite because he knew that no one would question two blondes hiking up a mountain. Yeah. So this is a student that was in the area that he has. It kind of sounds like seduced. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're they're calling her a whore um, and um, contemplating whether or not to kill her. Yeah. And yeah, he's dyed his hair blonde. Yeah, and he Fra- Yeah, he hates because it's when he gets in the cave. He's like, "When well, going I dye my hair back?" And Hassim is like, "When I tell you, you can." Mm-hmm. Anyway, you're doing good work here. Good work. I love it. I love how like, you use hey, the woman back here, Dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Haseem uh, is the terrorist. Yeah, Asim is like, "Yeah, I didn't like the message he gave me about my wife and kids." And I got mad while he was giving it to me. and He had no more answers. So I had to kill him. The man got mad. The man got mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah. The man got mad. And then it's his nephew, right? His nephew is like, oh, I get it. Yeah. But he got (laughs) mad at him for asking questions about the situation. Yeah, that's what he says. But this is a situation he is fully aware of. I get that at this point. He just mm-hmm. shot him because he was mad. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Or slit his throat. Like that's oh, right, right. the thing they do. That's mm-hmm. the thing. He slit his throat. Um Farage gives Asim an update. And Asim asks if Keating has a daughter. And Farage confirms. Um, and Asim tells him that he's gonna think about what he wants to do. And Farage asks if he's um should kill the woman that he's with because he's done with her. And Asim tells him, not now. He tells him, Not now saying that she should pray to her God that her life was saved today. Keating lost the bid for presidency. Does that surprise you, Kari? <laughs> no, he's not a good president. So he lost it to his vice president. He yes. doesn't play the game well. He doesn't listen to his advisors. He's all hard and no intellect. <laughs> he's not a cerebral president. And uh, his they vice president like it. is definitely a thinker. Mm-hmm. And she's married to a thinker and they thought him up out the White House. <laughs> That's what they did. Mm hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they use that fell Libyan mission operation as an opportunity, kidding his wife, the snotty, the snooty professor and archaeologist and his daughter leave the Oval Office. His wife has been offered a job as a full professor at Boston University. Should have an opportunity To go off to a dig site. Um, She's a doctor. She's not a medical doctor, which I know some people, if you're not a medical doctor, they don't recognize your doctoring. That's silly. Stop it. But but she is a doctor. (laughs) What'd you say? I said it's silly for people not to recognize. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. It's funny, though. That's that's work. Um, (laughs) It's only one doctor. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, Sure. (laughs) <laughs> Keating is uh, heading to a remote lakeside, New Ham- his uh, remote lakeside, New Hampshire home. His daughter, Mel, will be finishing her education from a remote location and then heading off to Dartmouth for college. Um, both wife and daughter are happy to be finally be without that round the clock protection, protection from the Secret Service the wife refused additional um, care and support from the Secret Service. And there is no secret service for the former president's daughter after 16. So once they leave the White House, if they're 16, there's no secret service. I think that's And what this that all is. might sound crazy. Like, why would you refuse protection? But remember, he was in office for less than a full term. Right. He don't even feel like he was ever really president. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get back to being a man of the land and his <laughs> wife's going to get back to being a an archaeologist and yep. his daughter's going to college. They just this was a chapter they, want, they just want to close. Yeah. Regular life. They want their regular lives mm-hmm. back. Um, sorry about that. Snap pop. Anyway, uh, the Secret Service agent that is designated to the former president is David Stahl. I think his name is. And he keeps up with the daughter. So he's always asking about her, checking in. Because, you know, the time he was with them at the house, he kind of prepped her. Now, let's jump into part two. Two mm-hmm. years later, Keating, we find Keating is canoeing with his secret servant agent, uh, David, uh, or Agent Stahl. I call him. Is it Stahl? Agent Stahl. I didn't learn anyone's names. <laughs> I <laughs> That's basically know okay. Keating. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> his chief of staff, Madeline, Madeline is gone away, and she tells him that she's leaving, and she reminds him that he needs to be making money um, by writing his autobiography. Four publishing companies have expressed interest, and he needs to agree to write. He tells her, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And she then tells him the longer you're out of office, the less people care. Essentially, right? Facts. No one cares. Okay, so you need to write quick while the writing is hot. So she tells him (laughs) that he barely makes enough money to support his family, let alone the foundation that he wants to start to help veterans. So pull it together. Moments later, his daughter comes down the stairs, telling him she's ready to head out with Tim, her boyfriend. She is 19. She's wearing her Dartmouth sweatshirt. And she and Tim are going on a hike to Mount Rawlings, Rawlings, and they're going to spend the night in a hut owned by Dartmouth Outing Club, and then they'll be back tomorrow. So just a quick little getaway with the boyfriend, Okay. Meanwhile, near the American Canadian border, two men are brutally carjacked um, of a black Ford pickup truck. Okay, the men who carjack are using a drone and they have just finished watching the president. Now, that doesn't even seem right, does it? The former Mm -mm. president. But one of the men are concerned, like, "Um, wouldn't somebody be tracking that drone? He's like, no problem. Nah, not at all. They don't do that. And the other man, he just assures him it's just not happening. He asks about the girl and is told they don't have secret service for the girl. Um, and they're like, what? This sounds too easy. Like, are we walking into a trap? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they're like, uh, they could be asked. There could be secret service if there are special circumstances, but the girl doesn't want it. She is a brave and foolish girl, brave and foolish. So Mel and Tim are taking a hike up the mountain. They're being For all people. Oh, them the Keaton. That's the Keaton. Mm-hmm. That's the president's daughter. Yes, the president's daughter. Yes, and they um they head up and they jump in the lake. Ooh, they done not strip themselves and. They're doing some skinny dipping. Mm -hmm. And And Tim is like, wow, (laughs) you know, I come from a blue collar family, but I just happen to go to Dartmouth. And now I just happen to be dating the president's daughter. And you know what? She's kind of awesome. And I'm in this awesome relationship with an awesome girl. And I'm young and I'm awesome. Yeah, pretty much. And those are mostly all of his thoughts. Oh, I love them. Oh, I love them, and and they're thinking like there's well at least Mel is that's the president's daughter. She's thinking there's like no one around for miles. Finally, I have some privacy and some peace to myself. And then she hears voices, and for the first time in her life, she is afraid. Mm. Sometime after Mel leaves, Keating receives a call from the deputy national security advisor for the National Security Council and tells Keating that. Her call is unofficial, but she wanted to let him know what she learned this morning. She was sitting in for the director at today's threat assessment, and she heard that terrorists are keying up to strike. And he, former President Keating, is the target. Mm -hmm. And she called to let him know and his Secret Service know. And she Also throws in that the campaign from President Barnes sickened her. And so she couldn't allow herself to sit on the information that she heard. She had to tell him immediately. And she tells him to be safe before she hangs up. And when he's off the phone, he alerts Agent Stahl. Okay, so here's where we get quick and fast. State police are sent to the wife who's at her site um, to get her someplace safe. Keating and Agent Stahl say they're going to, he says he's going to go get Mel himself. And Agent Stahl says, Hey, you can't do that. We got to put you in a proper place first. Um, and then we'll send somebody else to get your daughter. Mm. Against his better wishes, he goes into hiding and other agents go for his daughter. Let's get back to Mel. Mm. Mel tells Tim to make a run for it. But he doesn't really listen. He's not processing what's happening here. But Mel's um, antennas are tweaked. The men tell her and Tim to get out of the water and they show them a pimp's pistol for emphasis. She asked the men why they're doing this. Her dad is no longer president. And they tell her, She's like, are uh, you looking for the wrong person? They're like, uh, no, ma'am, you don't know what we're looking for. So mm-hmm. mind your business. Mm-hmm. They head her down the trail. And when they arrive at the vehicle, Mel um, pleads with the men to let Tim go. They ask if um, they leave him behind. Will he stay where he is and not run anywhere? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I promise. And they shoot him. A bag is placed on Mel's head and her arms are taped and she's thrown into a vehicle mm-hmm. and they barrel away, almost hitting another vehicle. So the people in that vehicle get out like, yeah, what? Mm-hmm. why would he do that? They like he like they like big Mac. You know, you would be too. Anyway, they get out and they look and see if there was any damage or anything. But I think they're almost at the spot they wanted to be at anyway. Mm-hmm. But they look and they see like, and they left garbage. What kind of people? And they look a little longer and they realize it's a dead body. And they call the police. So now Mel is in the vehicle and she remembers some training from Agent Stahl. And one of those is to pay attention. Um, Pay attention to the movements of the car. Pay attention to just everything. Try to pick up as much as possible. She realizes that she's being transported to someplace remote by the way that the vehicle is moving and decides she gonna she's gonna give them a run for her money and she is no typical college girl. So they better watch out. okay. And when they <laughs> Look arrive at, at this <laughs> space you watch it on YouTube when she said that. that was cute. <laughs> when they arrive at the destination, they remove the bag and a duct tape and place her in a small room with a small bed table chair bolted to the floor and a chemical toilet. I don't know what that is. Do you? No, I don't. Mm -mm. Okay, we don't care. Um, She yells at them um, for killing Tim. She's really upset. She um, she she has a moment where she just cries. She's like, I'm going to have this one cry and then I'm going to pull myself together and try to fight for myself. Um, And they tell her that she's going to stay there until her father responds to the demands. Mel decides that if she is to get free, it's up to her. And she's going to stand up to those two men. And she tells them that she's afraid of guns and asks that they not bring the guns into the room. And they agree. And when they come into the room again, she tried to jump them. And they like, <laughs> you silly girl. So she said that knowing that she's been raised with guns her entire life. And so she's like, now they they um, will think I'm afraid of guns. Not that they didn't agree to not bring guns. They was right, like, right, you know, right. what? you can have your little requests. You're only here <laughs> for a purpose. We're always going to have our guns. And she's like, got them. Now they don't know that I know how to use guns. And so she hops on one of their backs, takes his gun and she's shooting at him and nothing's coming out. And they just laughing. <laughs> but first she throw a little P in AI. eye. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that happened. Okay. All right. They said, man, we did our research on you. We, we know everything know. about you. So we know All you're not afraid. Things. of <laughs> That All was a things. bad plan. Mm-hmm. Your pa- plan was bad. Try again. Try again. So agents yeah. just. And uh, then they were like, your punishment is to eat food off the floor. Like so many of the people that you look down on. And so they throw ooh, her yeah. food on the floor and she'd be like, gow, 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 I'm hungry. Shoot. Yeah. Knocking Mm -hmm. the roaches off of it. Mm. So listen. Okay, we'll get to that. Maybe we'll get to that. We'll see. Okay. Keating tries to reach president. Oh, okay. So Agent Stahl tells Keating that his wife is safe, but it's too late. His daughter has been kidnapped. Of course, they all devastated. Mm-hmm. They blame themselves. Agent Stahl, Keating and his wife. They all are like, like, how could this have happened under our watch? We could have should have did all of that. Keating tries to reach President Barnes, but they tell her she's unavailable. He reaches out. He then gets his own connection. So he's like, I got to get to Washington. And he grabs his go bag and his military equipment. And he is heading to Washington And now we know that he is a father who is willing to go anywhere and kill anyone to get his daughter back. President Barnes, um, her. So the day she finds out her husband cancels her afternoon appointment. He's her chief of staff now. Chief of staff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Because she's a president. Yes. Yeah. And her husband got. The briefing two hours earlier, she had been taking photos and doing photo apps and being praised and whatnot. And he gives her the news that Mel has been kidnapped. The president, the former, or Keating's daughter has been kidnapped. And shocked, President Barnes asks, who's who's on it? Who's taking care of this? She's like, where's the Secret Service? How could this happen? They're like, well, she don't have Secret Service. They're like, well, well what about this? And what about that? It's like, no, no. Yeah, okay. Barnes really cares because she can't have children of her own. And she felt an emotional attachment to Mel um, just because she didn't want her dad to have the job of president just because Barnes wanted the president's job doesn't mean she's heartless. She she really feels for the family, for the Keating family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, okay, we're getting close on parts. I'm going to fumble on. So her husband tells her that she has to take the lead and show the country that she is on top of things. He's always thinking of the next move. He is Mm -hmm. heartless. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, She tells him that she wants to talk to Keating. He's like, that's not possible. Keating is in a plane heading for D.C. And he also tells her that uh, when you find out what the demands are, you're going to have to say no. Yeah, you're going to have to flex your power. We don't bend to terrorists. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. someone's like, how can you be cold? You know, if if someone's like, uh, how can you jeopardize the life of Mel Keating? Just remind them that it was her father who allowed her to be on her own. It was her father who didn't um, make arrangements for her to have some sort of protection. That is not your responsibility as president of the United States. Hey, that's that's what happened. That's what that's what he said. Okay, so now this is the part, okay, so after that happens, eventually president um uh, former President Keating arrives at the White House, right? Mm-hmm. And so when he arrives at the White House, he you know he's getting a meeting um with President Barnes, and her husband is in the room, and um Keating's wife is in the room, and they're having this discussion. they're talking about like next steps, but through this conversation, I am not hearing like anything like, okay, we're gonna get somebody right on that, or we're gonna help you. I'm not hearing that. And but when they leave this meeting, they're leaving with a sense of satisfaction that something is in progress. Although I didn't hear any what about When they run back the cat? Is that what well, you're no, when about? they're in the when they're in the office with the with the president and they're it sitting is, talking before about or after the demands are released before. um oh, hmm. Yeah, she didn't really say anything. Mm-mm. But they don't know where to start. They don't know who's taking the girl. They really have no information at this point. No, no information at this point. But they're they're doing what they can to find out. But they do have the information, of course, about the kidnapping. What was left behind, and they're doing their research based on that. And I can't so remember if that it's at this point. But the president remind the former president Keating reminds the current president, Madam Barnes. I know that you had information that I was being tracked before Ooh, this happened. You chose mm-hmm. not to warn me, mm-hmm. and that, that's enough. Said it's like you owe me. Yeah. Yeah. So they finally get the demands, right? Let me tell you what the demands are. On CNN, the network of the nation, which is often the first stop for news after it leaves the White House. I thought, is this a commercial? (laughs) A CNN commercial? It did seem a little commercially. That was just really interesting how it was played out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the... It's on CNN, right? Okay, it's on the big show, on the big network. And he gives his demands. And um, is this in I think it's in the same room. I think it's in the same or it's a separate room. They're in a separate room. They're not. But they're all together. The current president, her chief of staff, who's her husband and the former president and his wife, who are eager to see their child again. Yeah. Okay. So um it's on the TV and he says, um, they show a picture of the daughter alive and well. They show live video of her alive and yeah. well, yeah. With today's newspaper. She's holding today's newspaper so they know she is alive and well today. So you know, the thing where how do I know she's still still alive? Well, mm-hmm. that answers it. And I um, like but this streetwise is from today. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he tells him you have until noon tomorrow to fulfill the following demands. And he says, "Um, then if you do it, I'm going to release Mal Keating safe and unharmed if the conditions are met. One, you need to release three fellow warriors who are currently being held in barbaric and inhumane conditions. Um, Then he says "Three, three men were released from Florence and flown to an abandoned airstrip in Libya. Um, that's what he C. wants, yeah. And then two, a ransom in amount of one hundred million dollars in Bitcoin to be paid within thirty-six hours. The next thirty-six hours. Those are the two demands, right? Or was there one more? Oh, three, a complete and full pardon from President Pamela Barnes for any and all crimes I may. Or may not have committed against Americans in the United States or abroad, and then the um the video goes off. Mm-hmm. So those are the demands. So they leave the room with the president. That's the president, of course. They're emotionally distraught, but they're leaving the room with the president and her husband. Thinking things are going to be in progress. Now, I don't know why, but they're, they're like, we didn't know who to took her. Now we know. Um, we didn't know the can, um, you know, what you wanted. Now we know we can gather you. You actually have made a mistake. Now we can walk back the cat. I don't know if that's the phrase and, <laughs> and pick up clues based on the information you've put in our lap. Hmm. Hmm. And the wife is like, you fools. You fools. <laughs> And um, that's Mrs. (laughs) Keating. And then Burns, the chief of staff, is like, why are women always talking? This is what he's thinking in his head. (laughs) And he's like, excuse me, calling me a fool? And she's like, don't you see? They're not just after what they can get from my husband. They want to punish my husband. They want to make him believe he can't trust the people in this very room. And you know what? I don't know if he can. Can he? Are you going to do all you can for my daughter? And what does the president say, Madam President? I don't remember. I think she goes. Somebody calling yeah. me in the other room. I <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. She got to oh. go. She uh, goes, huh? Here I come. You know, I'll be right back. hmm. hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much my, it. My uh, nightly whiskey is ready. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, that night she had two glasses of whiskey just to mm-hmm. be sure. Okay, OK, that happened. And ain't nothing wrong with that. OK, Kari, okay. ain't yes. nothing wrong with that. No problem, Alexis. OK, so after this happens. Well, let's um, talk later offline. <laughs> <laughs> after that happens, we're next taken back to the um, I think we're taking. Oh, you know, so now there's this nationwide manhunt. Mm-hmm. They're trying to check all the boxes, ring all the bells. And there is a community that's right next to um, the area where she was hiking and potentially closer to where she's being kidnapped. A small all town right? in New England where people yeah. can trace their ancestors all the way back to colonizers. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. They mentioned that. True, true, true. So in this area. And they all got the same last name, if you know what I mean. So that's anyway. what—that's the idea you trying to. The writer wants you to get. Oh, and they watch Fox News, and they're red. <laughs> this is how these people are described in the book: chubby, that's, red that's Fox News watchers who can trace their ancestors back to colonizers. They do not get their news from the nation's source, CNN. CNN. <laughs> Yeah, that was in there. Okay, so anyway, this um, there's a woman that works for this police force. She used to work in a big city, and now she's in this small town. And she's like, "Oh, I think I can do some investigation um, around this." And they're like, "No, mind your business." Can but I sum up the story it is, right quick? Just her whole life. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead. Okay, so she's from the big city and she comes in. She's like, I want to do real police work. And everybody's like, Sit down, little lady. And they send her to this old lady house who's complaining about theft. And then she says, Okay, um, Mrs. Old Lady, what did they steal from you? And the old lady is like, My newspaper. Some men pulled up in a black truck and stole my paper. And then the um, big town police, that's now in a small town, goes, Oh. And then she calls her boss and the boss goes, shut up. So (laughs) She starts investigating on her own and by the bing, by the boom, the terrorist slit her throat. But not before she's able to tell someone that she has found the house where the former president's daughter is being kept. Yeah. Thank you for that. Fast forward. Yeah, she did. That's what she had did. And I'm a little Mm -hmm. irritated because at this point I was kind of invested in her. And I mean, flash in the pan. She (laughs) was dead before I knew she was alive. Yeah. 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 So she is like literally scoping out the house at this point where she knows Keating is. She has seen the men on TV in front of this house. She knows it's happening. And while she sees this, she steps aside and she decides to make a call and she realizes she cannot call her current bosses because they are like clueless. So they she watch calls Fox News and they're red. It's calling somebody back in her old life um, who has connections. And she makes that call and they start a process towards getting to where she is. So once that's done, once they've killed her, um, that process is underway and they come around to the place to look for uh, Mel. But before that. Well, they come around to the place to look for Mel and Mel is not there. Instead, they find an empty place. with Well, not an empty place, a place with like teenagers, college kids doing stuff. And they have them strategically placed in a house so that it looks like um, Mel is still in the house. Yeah, they called three random boys and was like, "You find, you want a free Airbnb stay, but you got to come right now and not ask questions. And these and they gave my children like, like, Yay! here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and they showed up yeah. So when the uh, police arrived to, you know, they're looking for mail. They held these folks up like what's going on in here? And they was like, no, no, they just gave us some money to come in this place. Yeah. They what, said we get more money after a while or something. So mm-hmm, Yay. Mm-hmm. it all checked so, out. So this if they're calling this an Airbnb, why is that table and chair? One of the boys is so inebriated that he goes down to where Mel was kept hostage and is like, oh, a bed and lays down. It makes no sense. Yeah. So he does that. He probably drink (laughs) one whiskey a night. Like Madam President. He's a binge drinker. Okay. He's not a one whiskey a night kind of person. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. That's not, but that's not it. Why is there a a, a desk and chair, chained and a bed changed to the floor? And why is there a Why aren't a you asking toilet? more questions, sir? <laughs> and you're not without a house. You left wherever you was living to stay in this luxurious Airbnb. With the prison in the basement. What a prison in the ask basement. Que- ask questions. Something's going chemical on with toilet. That. We don't even know what why, that Why? What is that and why is that happening? Okay. Nonetheless, they escape her. She gets out. So during this time, the 12 hours passes. They escape her. They remove her from the house. Yeah. They don't. Before she don't get out. They, m- they change locations having yeah, they change locations. slit the throat of the officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, we got to go. The block is hot. Let's go and get the president's yeah, yeah. daughter. That's the thing. And mm-hmm. so, um, meanwhile, while that's happening, they prepare to go back because the time has now elapsed. And now they want to show up the president, the former president, and set an example for him. And what they and this do, is when the book gets very Lisa Jewell. Ooh. They stage, set up a stage. And present their daughter to execute her on TV. We're back on CNN, right? Of course, that's America's yeah. source for accurate news. <laughs> it's, it's really wild. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yes, yeah, so they present her um, forward to be murder- executed. And they film it. And the parents, of course, are watching it because he's like, you didn't listen to me. You didn't honor um, my demands. And so you're going, your daughter is going to die for this and they execute her on TV. Yeah. Did y'all hear that? So the president has done some research and he's like, did anyone try to move money? Nope. Um, did anyone even look into freeing the three terrorists in Colorado? Nope. He's like, my daughter, her life is in jeopardy. Then as quick as can be, on the TV screen is a man with a knife above her, their daughter's head. And at the last minute, the daughter looks up and goes, mommy, don't look. And so the president grabs his wife and closes her eyes, but he can't not look. So he keeps yeah. looking and he says he sees that dark mouth <laughs> <Dartmouth> <laughs> t-shirt, um, sweatshirt covered in blood. And next to the sweatshirt the is something he can't describe. It's an oval with her frizzy hair. It's his daughter's head, you guys. And he goes into a dark place from which he will never return. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that happened. so during the search, though, of the house, they see that a ring has been left behind. And this is a tip that Mel had learned from from Agent Stahl. To leave something valuable behind—that somebody, some something valuable that people will recognize uh, and know—and it is her ring. And so, when they get to the location that she was formerly held, where the the boys were in the Airbnb, uh, they they identify that ring and they take it back to the mom. And of course, the mom can see it immediately that it's the ring that she had given her, and of course, she's devastated. So this is all compounding but it enrages of course the father because he's like i'm gonna get the people who got my daughter so now we're we're reading taken the novelization of taken <laughs> if the girl was not following you too she was actually dead so what are you taking lives this is a revenge book now it's this a, is now a, a, revenge a revenge book it's a revenge book now absolutely Can we talk about it are you done Almost, almost, just a little, just a little. (laughs) You're doing a great job, by the way. Okay, (laughs) so just a little bit more. (laughs) That's what she (laughs) was (laughs) given. She's taken. She's uh, she's well, no, she's dead. No, no, she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) We have just seen her executed on live TV. Everybody knows he's getting condolences calls from people. Um, from his in wife high has places. basically left them for her job. Mm-hmm. She can't yeah. stand. They I mean, they're, they're just covered in grief. It's too much. Yeah. They're grieving in big ways. And the father um, Keating is trying to figure out how now to get his revenge. And he's like pulling the team together. Meanwhile, there is somebody desperately trying to get his attention. Is that right? His attention. Agent Stahl's attention. They're trying to get to Keating to reveal some information. Did I go too far? I don't know about that. <laughs> that must be in part three. Like, oh, it? wait a minute. Wait, a, information? Minute, wait a minute. Hmm. OK, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Alexis is giving away the book. I don't want to go too far. For real, this the part two ends with the execution and the dad going, I'm going to get revenge on these so-and-so's. And then the um, head of security is like, and I'm oh, going yeah. with you, boss. Sorry, sorry. Yep, that's it. But all that, all the other stuff is there. All the other stuff is there. So we're gonna end it right here. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> final thought just give a medium thought what do you think of the first two parts so what Alexis is asking me to do is to not talk about how I feel about the book yet yes because that's what we do after we read it but I'm mm-hmm. not gonna listen listen okay. I'm gonna give you my verdict about the first half of this book okay just the first, first half. Of all, that girl ain't dead I don't know what they've done to make it seem like they executed her. But I just cannot imagine that the president's daughter in a book called The President's Daughter is dead halfway through the book. I but cannot why imagine. Why not? Because, because one, we see is clearly about revenge. It's not about the other stuff. Uh, revenge, a revenge without engine. hope is sad. It, it reminds Who me of um, The Count they, of Monte Cristo. Revenge. Who has hope then? They just right. want to pay back. I don't want to read about a payback book. Is this a book about (laughs) killing people because they killed your daughter? Because that is not something I want to get into. That's that. Uh, That's what it's about. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, a revenge story without hope, without this girl still being alive and without there being a chance to. Rescue her becomes a very sad story and sad in a way where you feel sorry for everyone involved in creating it because they're small. <laughs> you know what I mean like it's it's this pitying type of sad. It's a little pathos and I hope that's not what this is. and James Patterson and Bill Clinton are very educated men. I imagine the daughter is still alive or there's another plot some, some something is going to be revealed at the top of this third part that is going to give the reader some sort of hope again, because if the president is just going to travel through the world taking lives, I'm really disturbed by the fact that a former president co-wrote this book. That's yeah. like really deep um, on a lot of levels that I don't even want to think about. So, so far, my verdict is there are good parts in this book. Uh, one is that the motivation of the quote unquote bad guys is very good. Um, they are all motivated by the deaths of family members at the hands of the U.S. government in some way, in a in a way that is very believable. These men, um, to me, are not overly monstrosized Um, They're not um, necessarily depicted as something so foreign that we can't understand their beliefs or their motivations. They're just pure evil, born Mm. evil. It's not Mm -hmm. presented that way. These men are motivated. Their why seems to be very clear. Even the chief terrorist who is um, akin in character to Osama bin Laden is given a family's death, his, the death of his wife and children as a motivation. So it's not like he's just part of the axis of evil. Get get over it. That's why he's evil. We're given something and we can relate to the fact that he, he um, had his family taken. And so now he, um, maybe we can't relate, but we at least understand why he's acting in the way he's acting. Um other good things uh ooh I'm digging at the bottom of the barrel uh, do I listened to this book on okay. Audible and if you listen to it then the um gentleman who played Tony Goldwyn, I think, who played Fitz on Scandal, he narrates the president, and he does a great does job. Does he? Is that him? He? He, he doesn't do his voice. his voice. He like oh. makes it southern, and then he also does a man, an Englishman. He's got a couple accents in his pocket that I thought were good. Also, Dion Graham, who we like for narrating Colson Whitehead's books. Mm-hmm. Um, the last uh not the last one but uh harlem shuffle we i both read that book physically and listened to the audio and he narrated it and i just love his voice his narration is so colorful so layered and just so pristine i just love Mm -hmm. Deion graham as a narrator um and he he um plays the he reads for the navy navy seal um so that's great um Also, the women in this book are intelligent and the men are intelligent. So even though the president, Madam President, is being played by her husband, she's no dummy. Um, Her husband's just cunning. Uh, The daughter is trying in a way that I could see um, an older teen try to outsmart these uh, terrorists who we understand to be very educated men as in real life. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of terrorists are. They're not, you know, fools. So um, I thought that was good. And um, also the archaeologist who is the former first lady, she is a very intelligent woman, very balanced in that way. Now it's bad. <laughs> this is a very partisan book where we have to hear about CNN. And this book just came out last year. Cause there was a that time sounds- when CNN oh, yeah, was like non partisan in 21. It came out in 21. Oh, oh, 21. OK, so two yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. This book talks about CNN like it is the voice of this nation. And that as soon as they get information in the White House, they say, but the C- CNN, know?" because we got to tell <laughs> CNN. <laughs> um, and then for the ignorant um, police officer to be the one that watches Fox News. Those are details that just shows a partisan alliance that I didn't need in the story. Um mm-hmm. Also, if a Black character enters for any reason, they are described as Black. I don't read books like that no more. (laughs) So would I recommend it? Look, ain't nobody asked me, but already I'm telling you, you. not if you don't read them books. I'm (laughs) only reading this for Alexis and because I'm halfway into it now and I think the daughter has to be alive. So I got to see what happened. But books where it's like um, uh, Lisa enters, her face dripped in blood. Where you can barely see the brown skin of the black woman underneath the blood. Like, is her race now important to her being covered in blood? We want to know why she covered in blood. (laughs) Are you telling me she's black for a reason? Nope. No. The president walks, sees a Latino man and I think he gonna go, you know, hola. (laughs) Hola, hermano, cómo estás? No, he goes. Hey, Frankie, how's your kids? And then Frankie, the Latino man, is like, Oh, wow, Mr. President, you remember I have children. Listen, I don't do that no more. I'm I'm too grown to play with people who play with me. And so, um, this book does that. It's gonna play with you. (laughs) It's gonna play with you. Um, Also, it's just real icky. To take real life events for a trivial matter, such as a fictional novel that no one asked for and be like, oh, remember? So they're in the writer's room brainstorming and they like, remember that time I bombed the Chinese embassy? Put that in a book. Yo. (laughs) Wow. So that's that. What about you, Alexa? I mean, but so far, I will say my favorite scene, it's weird to say that, but the execution was just so unexpected. And so brutal and clean in the way it was described, it didn't it wasn't um, you weren't on the hook as a reader. It, it wanted you in the water. It wanted you to know what was happening and it described it clearly. And in that way, I mean, it was very Lisa Jewell in that it took out a main character, which makes mm. you think that anything is possible in the story. It won't be predictable. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I just hope it's not just a revenge book because. Who in the world want to read a revenge book that is also describing people by their race? So, Alexis, (laughs) what do you think so far of The President's Daughter by Bill Clinton and John Grisham? So, um, I was following... John Grisham? (laughs) There you go again with the John Grisham. So, obviously, I thought I did not know James (laughs) Patterson existed. (laughs) That was totally Freudian. Okay, so go ahead, girl. Sorry about that. Okay, James Patterson and... Bill Clinton wrote this book that we're covering today as a <laughs> reminder. OK, and so I appreciate a lot of the points that you made about the book. But the standout for me is the idea that he wrote this book based on something that actually happened when I learned that I was completely offended. Like, why even produce this book? Why talk about these things? You know, I mean, people were affected by that and how what effect does that have on them? Whereas you write this book for fiction for and fiction their children purposes. are alive. How do their children feel about a former U.S. president taking <laughs> just why I don't even have to finish that sentence. It ain't no. good. It's not a good look. It's not. It's not a good look. It's, you know it's what? Not I don't okay. care if it never happened there are certain things that you cannot do in life because you were a former president of the United States. Okay, and so I what think, would you have him write about? Anything um, since were. <laughs> so you, nothing presidential. Or about your kids. Novel, Listen, you have a living daughter. What are you doing, Bill? <laughs> what are you doing? What's that place in Harlem we like? That restaurant? Oh, um, Bruce, Red Rooster. Listen, Bill, um, I don't know if you still got that office in Harlem. But you need to go to Red Rooster and take a break. Relax. Sometimes <laughs> they have a, a violinist in the basement. If you ain't got nothing else break. to do, that is a great place to waste time. Go take to Target across the street. Um, it's like a three layer Target. <laughs> uh, go ahead and get you a face mask, a bottle of wine. Take that home. Take That's a good bling. evening. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing ideas because obviously you need some. I don't mm. I think this is irresponsible. But it wasn't his idea. It was James Patterson's idea. This is irresponsible. And he fed it. So I don't like that. Um, that I don't like that at all because it just makes me feel like, why? Why did you do it? But I, um, your analysis was quite good. So I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Well, I can't wait to dive into the part two. <laughs> is it, can you? The by Bill Clinton and not John Grisham thank you all for listening to Lit Society we will return to you next Thursday Lit Society is brought to you by Alexis Anaria and Kari Herrera support the cause by leaving a five star review for us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify along with a comment about why you love our show we love you we love you too Um, be sure to visit litsocietypod.com to keep up with our reading list which is coming out today uh, or tomorrow today Ish, and to sign up for our free email newsletter and until next time you guys read something something